0: Hello, welcome back to the Korea Herald's podcast. I'm Hyun Im, and I cover K-pop both at the Korea Herald and K-pop
1: Herald. Joining me today is... Paul Carey, chief copy editor for the Korea Herald. How are you, Paul? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great as
0: well. It's been quite hot lately. Um, so do you like to go out or stay, stay in during your spare time?
1: I think I like to stay in more than most people, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, During the spring, when kind of nature wakes up, uh, I like to get out a bit more.
0: Okay. So I'm asking this because when people opt to stay in, Mm -hmm. a lot of people here like to play video games. Right. And many people say it's a good form of escapism and a good way of releasing stress. But there have been problems as well. Right. You can get sucked in. Mm -hmm. And this week, the World Health Organization is expected to vote on whether gaming addiction should be made an official disease.
1: Paul will read the article for us. The South Korean gaming industry is waiting on tiptoes for the impending final decision of the World Health Organization on whether to classify video game addiction as a disease. The World Health Assembly, the decision-making body of the WHO, will convene from Monday through May 28th in Geneva, Switzerland, to discuss various policy matters including the question of game addiction. The WHO classified video game addiction as a disorder in the 11th revision of the International Classification of Diseases, or ICD-11, in June 2018. For gaming disorder to be diagnosed, the WHO said, a behaviour pattern of impaired control over gaming would have to be evident for at least 12 months. Hindering a person's daily activities. Should the member nations agree to add game addiction to the ICD-11 at this year's assembly, starting in 2022, each nation would be responsible for introducing new healthcare policies to address it. Experts advocating the benefits of controlled gaming held a game science forum in Seoul at the end of April arguing that the WHO's ICD-11 pathologizes gaming without sufficient evidence. Thank you, Paul. Let's
0: dive straight into the story. So the South Korean gaming industry is waiting on tiptoes. So when someone is doing something on tiptoes, what does it mean, Paul?
1: Uh, It means you're kind of anticipating something quite keenly.
0: Okay. Okay. Another word in this sentence were, that stood out for me was impending. So right. So something is impending, let's say impending
1: decision, for instance,
0: what does it mean?
1: Uh, it means something is about to happen, but it's, it's usually something very big, uh, often something quite bad, um, not necessarily bad, but you, you'll get it often, you see it with impending doom, right? Right. So it's very kind of a dramatic word, and it, it usually is used for very, uh, big events.
0: Okay. Um, recently I lost, uh, one of my phones or iPhone, uh, which is, and, um, mm. there was this erase feature. So I clicked on erase and then the word, uh, impending, erase, pending, pending uh, appeared. Um, so pending and impending. Yeah. Did, how are they different?
1: uh pending is something that is uh going to happen but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen soon it mm-hmm. just means that there there is some uh schedule for it to happen
0: whereas impending is something that's going to happen soon
1: no yeah very very it's it's approaching very soon okay so sometimes you see on uh, new products patent pending mm-hmm. so that means they've applied for the patent uh but they haven't got it yet Right. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen soon or or later. It just means that they've applied.
0: Right, and it can be rejected as well, right? Uh, yeah, at that pending. point, yeah. yeah. And the WHO decide, will decide this week whether to classify video game addiction as a disease. To so classify, uh,
1: what synonyms do we have for classify? Classify, you could say categorize or... You might even say consider, but that's not exactly the same meaning. Okay. Um, You're sorting things out. Oh, sorting, yeah.
0: Yeah. Moving on to the second paragraph, uh, there was the word decision making body of the WHO. So, decision making is, you know, literally means, you know, making decisions. Right, yeah. (laughs) But it's used as an adjective um, for, you know, terms like decision making process, decision making body. So body in this case is not the, it's not our, you know, it's not. this isn't the human body they're talking right,
1: about. Right, right. It's a, a group of people. So a decision-making body can be a court or a council or um, a parliament. There's like various different um, committees and groups of people that make decisions.
0: Okay. You can also say an organizing body uh, behind an event, that will mean mm-hmm. a group of right. people who have organized the event. Um,
1: there was the verb convene. Convene. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we've had this a few times, but basically if you think about a convention, um, you might have a gaming convention where everybody gets together. Um, convene means to get together, to gather. Okay,
0: but it's a fancy word. It's a fancy word for
1: meat, basically. You can yeah.
0: say, let's convene with friends. Yeah.
1: yeah, you could say it, but it's, you know, you're kind of playing with words at this point. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay, so the third paragraph goes that uh, the WHO classified video game addiction as a disorder in the 11th revision of the International Classification of Disease. So revision, you know, it has, that word has a couple of meanings, right?
1: It does have yeah, more yeah. than one meaning. Yeah. Um,
0: let's say if you are preparing for an exam, you are doing a revision. That's studying in advance.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's looking again at uh, what you've uh, studied. Um, but in, in this to, case... Yeah. yeah. So it, it, there's a common factor, which is you're looking again at something. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're doing an exam, you're kind of doing it to practice. In this case, you're looking again to uh, see if it should be changed. Okay, And
0: there was this word, uh, a behaviour, this term, behaviour, pattern of impaired control. So impaired control
1: means that you've lost control. It means you've lost some of it, Mm. some of your control. You're not um, able to control it as much as uh, you normally would. But not all of it. Yeah, so you have some control, but uh it's uh not full control, okay, so, so sometimes you hear like impaired vision impaired so, hearing or yeah. impaired hearing, so this means you know people can see a bit but they can't see completely
0: okay, and this uh paragraph had one of my favourite words uh which is hinder uh i mean it's not a positive word, but I mm-hmm. like to use this word. Uh, in place of, let's say, you know, stop or prevent or you know, discourage, which can be used as synonyms, I think. Uh,
1: it, yeah, it's, it's closer to discourage. Mm. It means to kind of hold back or, uh, you know, obstruct. Um, so if you're hindered, it doesn't necessarily mean you're completely stopped, but it, it's more difficult to do something. It takes you longer, usually. Right, but it
0: doesn't mean that it's you know fully stopped. Right. right? Okay, so the fourth paragraph goes. Um, should the member nations agree to add game addiction to the ICD eleven? And the ICD refers to the International Classification of Disease. But when you write in English, and mm-hmm. you you first spell out you know organization name like acronyms like this, right? But then it's not. It's quite. It's Considered not great writing when you continue to uh, spell it out in full all the time. Once you spell it out, you stick with acronyms. Uh, That's it, how.
1: It is, there's oh. always a balance, but yeah. sometimes it's more convenient for writers and readers to use the acronyms, especially if people know them very well. So, also in this article, we have the World Health Organization, and later we call it the WHO. Um, mm-hmm. So, this is another example of the same thing
0: okay, so take note of that uh, journalist hopefuls out there <laughs> um, so the last paragraph of this article had this word pathology pathologize um, this is a you,
1: you don 't see this word every day. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us what it means okay so path- pathology is the study of diseases and sickness. Mm-hmm um and so pathologizing means that you're uh, you're, you're uh calling something a, an illness or a sickness okay so in this case they're saying that uh the ICD11 pathologizes gaming mhm um so that means they're kind of the ICD11 is is calling gaming a sickness
0: okay so that was it for the first story for today, and Paul will read this
1: article again. The South Korean gaming industry is waiting on tiptoes for the impending final decision of the World Health Organization on whether to classify video game addiction as a disease. The World Health Assembly, the decision making body of the WHO, will convene from Monday through May 28th in Geneva, Switzerland. To discuss various policy matters including the question of game addiction. The WHO classified video game addiction as a disorder in the 11th revision of the International Classification of Diseases, or ICD-11, in June 2018. For gaming disorder to be diagnosed, the WHO said, a behaviour pattern of impaired control over gaming would have to be evident for at least 12 months hindering a person's daily activities. Should the member nations agree to add game addiction to the ICD-11 at this year's assembly, starting in 2022, each nation would be responsible for introducing new healthcare policies to address it. Experts advocating the benefits of controlled gaming held a game science forum in Seoul at the end of April Arguing that the WHO's ICD 11 pathologizes gaming without sufficient evidence.
0: Up next, we have yet another story about the K pop supergroup BTS. Mm -hmm. And the second story is about an interview with a guy who wrote the new book called BTS and K pop. I don't know if you noticed, Paul, but BTS books are everywhere at the moment in
1: Korea. Right. And, and overseas as well There's, they've become kind of a phenomenon. And now everybody wants to share their opinion on yeah the phenomenon.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of writers are, you know, chiming on the group's success. And a few weeks ago, I paid a visit to one of the biggest big bookstores in Seoul. And I was mm-hmm. surprised to see so many books in the top 10 sales charts. Um, related to BTS um, the writer says who spoke to the Korea Herald that BTS really did something that other idol bands could not do and he was talking about how the producer Bang Si-hak, made the members think for themselves uh, which is not always the case for every single idol group in K-pop. So Paul could you read us the article please?
1: A veteran entertainment news reporter with almost 20 years of experience has written a book about K-pop boy band BTS and its global success. In BTS K-pop, Herald business reporter Sobyong Gi analyses what has come to be called BTS syndrome. There are already around 10 books that deal with the BTS syndrome. Many of them, written by professors, take a philosophical view of BTS's narrative structure, fandom or communication. I thought my book should have a different approach, so I did what I could do best," Sa told The Career Herald. Reflecting the writer's experience covering the entertainment scene, the book explores what made BTS successful and suggests how the K-pop industry should evolve. According to Sa. BTS's message is to find oneself and to love oneself. By having its own message, BTS has become an artist. This book targets ARMY, he said, referring to BTS's fandom. In writing this book, I communicated with BTS's global fans via email. And I have never got this much help in my life. They wrote to me with passion and dedication. All this can happen only because they really love BTS. They empathize with BTS's music, message, and even more.
0: Thank you for reading the article, Paul. Um, So, yeah, BTS success shows no sign of stopping soon. And these books, I think, prove how popular they are at the moment. Right. Um, So, BTS is obviously, they stand for Bangtan Sonnyundan, which translates to bulletproof boys in Korean, and let's dive into the second paragraph. Uh, This interview was done with Herald Business reporter And Herald Business is, you know, a sister newspaper. Yeah, sister
1: newspaper. So it's a newspaper that is owned by the same company as us. Mm -hmm. But it's printed in Korean. So it's a Korean language newspaper.
0: And this sentence also had this phrase, what has come to... And I see this phrase quite often in news articles. So compared to what is, you know, what has come to, what kind of nuance does does it deliver?
1: Like... It has
0: come to. So so it
1: it implies that it wasn't originally, it didn't start out this way, but then now uh, it has developed uh, this name. Okay. In this case, yeah.
0: In the third paragraph, there was this word fandom, which I hear often when in relation to BTS. So what's a fandom, Paul?
1: Uh, fandom is uh, just the state of being a fan, but these days it's being used quite often to refer to um, groups of fans.
0: Right, so you can say, you know, K-pop fandom, BTS fandom, or a Game of Thrones fandom. Seems like, you know, it's, it's used to refer to you know, a community of fans. Right, exactly, yeah. a
1: community of fans, that's a good word. Right, right.
0: Yeah. but originally it, it meant a state of being a fan.
1: Yeah, so, you
0: know. Okay. And in the fourth paragraph, there was the word cover. And, you know, cover is a simple word, and you might be wondering, why did I choose this? But when when someone is covering something in journalism, uh, it's a slightly different meaning, right?
1: Uh, yeah, it means that you're writing about a certain uh, area or subject. So... um you know, if you're covering uh, K-pop, then you're writing about K-pop. Yeah. So we often say newspaper coverage as well. So that's all the things the newspaper writes about.
0: Right. So when you meet other journalists, they will ask you, what do you cover? And that means what do you write about? Uh, So, yeah. In the next paragraph, um, Sir goes on to say that BTS message is to find oneself and love yourself. To so love yourself, we know what it means um, mm-hmm. to love yourself and take care of yourself. Well, find oneself. It's not right. as literal. What does it
1: mean? Uh, I think it's, it's quite, um, it's often linked to your kind of formative years. So um, when you've just become an adult, um, there's a kind of a, a sort of, it's a nervous time in people's lives and they don't really know um, where life is going to take them. Mm-hmm. So um People often talk about finding themselves. It, it kind of means uh, understanding who they are and uh, their purpose in life and, and this kind of thing, sort of understanding who you are.
0: Right. And for some reason, when, when, when I hear this, I, can, I conjure up the images of backpackers. Uh, yeah,
1: there's a kind of the cliche of finding yourself in Thailand India or, or India. <laughs> yeah, a very uh, kind of spiritual kind of yeah. image.
0: So the last but not least, um, the sixth paragraph. There was this word, empathize. Um, you can empathize with, empathize towards. When you empathize with something, mm-hmm.
1: uh, what what does it mean? Uh, empathizing with something or well, empathizing with someone yeah. is is where you understand what they what they're feeling, I and you make an to effort to relate to them exactly. Okay.
0: It's slightly different to sympathize, I guess,
1: right? Um, they they have very similar meanings, but sometimes people try to, dis- to draw a distinction between uh, sympathizing and empathizing, where empathizing has a, a feeling of being much more closer in right. terms of uh, your emotional connection to them.
0: Right. And I think if you're studying the language... Um, it's good to take note of that slight differences between words because, you know, each word has its own purpose and, you know, I think that's what makes your writing or speaking uh, more polished. So Paul will read the second article again.
1: A veteran entertainment news reporter with almost 20 years of experience has written a book about K-pop boy band BTS and its global success. In BTS K-pop, Herald business reporter Sa Byung-gi analyses what has come to be called BTS Syndrome. There are already around 10 books that deal with the BTS Syndrome. Many of them, written by professors, take a philosophical view of BTS's narrative structure, fandom or communication. I thought my book should have a different approach, so I did what I could do best, Sa told the Korea Herald. Reflecting the writer's experience covering the entertainment scene, the book explores what made BTS successful and suggests how the K pop industry should evolve. According to Sa, BTS's message is to find oneself and to love oneself. By having its own message, BTS has become an artist. This book targets army, he said, referring to BTS's fandom in writing this book i communicated with bts's global fans via email and i have never got this much help in my life they wrote to me with passion and dedication all this can happen only because they really love bts they empathize with bts's music message and even more
0: so i hope you enjoyed our game addiction, and BTS stories today. Mm -hmm. And um, hopefully see you very
1: soon. Yes, please join us next week. Until then, goodbye. Bye.